Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. If you're new here, special welcome. We've got a bit of a different service lined up today, so we don't do what we're going to do today every single week, but great to see you. If you're listening on podcasts, and thank you for tuning in. Um, I was just mindful of, it's great to, to look back and it's great um, just celebrating the past and thank you Pete and Anne for just sharing a little bit about what's happened in the last 80 years. I was chatting with, with Phil, is Phil here today? Um, chatting with Phil a, few, a couple of weeks ago and Phil was um, basically, he met um, the, the, fa- the person that bought this building. Isn't that amazing? Back in 1937, Fred Squire, he met him, he was part of the congregation then, so... Um, and then I thank God for that we're a multi-age church. We've got the very from babies in the womb to toddlers to people in their 80s um, and upwards. Isn't it wonderful? All ages coming together. What God has done in this place over the last 80 years and beyond. It's wonderful. I'm just going to be speaking for a very few moments this morning. So don't worry because we've got a lot to get through today. And, uh, and I just want to just really bring to conclusion the series that we've been talking about over the last um, six weeks called Living a Life of Faith, looking at um, some of the characters from the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. And uh, I'm going to be focusing today on the character of Elijah, one aspect from the character of Elijah found in 1 Kings, chapter 17. And I'm going to, going to be speaking just for literally about 20 minutes altogether. So are you ready? Yeah. You ready? So I'm going to get through a lot and... Uh, I pray, Father, that as we just speak this morning, you would help me, you'd prepare our hearts just to receive what you want to speak into our lives as individuals, as families, as we're thinking about just stepping up and stepping out into all that you have for us. So bless us and give us open ears and open hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have you ever been in a situation where you have felt the need to take responsibility? Perhaps it might have looked a bit like an aggravation to you. You saw a set of circumstances and you felt aggravated by it or annoyed by it. And you thought, surely someone must do something about that. It could be in the workplace. It could be in your neighborhood, in the, in the town. It could be in church sometimes. You feel like sort of niggle and upsettling and you think, oh, surely something could be done about that. Maybe an injustice that you thought. And I often say to people, sometimes when we're the ones that carry the sense of injustice, maybe sometimes we're the ones that carry the responsibility to do something. And uh, we, as a family, as individuals, have, have throughout our life have seen something and, and stepped up, never feeling fully equipped, because we don't. Because as we step into all that God has for us as individuals or as a family, there's a growing that takes place, there's a stretching that takes place. And you can't, if you're a bit like me, I like to have all the I's dotted and T's crossed. I do. But I can't do that with God because I have to step into things to sometimes put on a bigger jacket, to wear a bigger jacket to all that God wants for me. When we became youth pastors um, years ago now, you know, did we feel prepared? Did we feel equipped? No. When I became an elder, did I feel prepared to equip for that? No, you never do. But as you step into that, then God prepares you in the, in the experiences as you're doing it. When we came here in 2012, did we feel ready to be pastoring a church? Be honest with you, no. No way. You know, I was, we were comfortable at a church in Coventry. It was growing. It was exciting. I've shared that before. Put up a, a multi-million pound building. And we were there 
for life. But God has got other plans. And God starts to nudge at me and niggle at me and say, God, Dave, not God, Dave, I've got, I want you to step into a, a role of church leadership in a smaller context. But God! But I start to, I said, Dan, how do you feel about that? No, I don't feel the same. I don't know. I don't know. You know and it was God was working on me first. And then literally, it was probably, it happened so quickly. So quickly. It was literally two months later, we found ourselves February 2012, sitting around about that seat there. <laughs> Special seats. No, no, no. <laughs> Thinking, God, do you want us to lead this place? But we just knew as soon as we came in the building, as soon as we sat in those seats, that that was what God had for us. We thank God. We thank God of what's gone on in the past. We thank God of what's gone on in the future. Do we feel equipped? Absolutely not. Are we learning lessons? Absolutely. Almost daily we're learning lessons. You know, we have not made it. We'll never make it. Bear with us. But we're just on a path that we just feel God's calling us into. And we're just trying to be obedient to him. And that's what God wants from your life. God wants you to be obedient to whatever he has for you. And if you feel a sense, sometimes I call it the holy discontentment, you feel unsettling in a situation, then maybe God is calling you to bring some change. To step up and to step out into all that he has into that situation. So today we're looking at um, 1 Kings chapter 17 and Elijah, looking at the fact that faith steps up and steps out. And it requires that stepping up, that stepping out. Stepping up into taking responsibility all that God has for you and for that situation. And stepping out is, that's the, sometimes the easy bit, sometimes, because you can do your battling in, in the private place. God, would you change that situation? And sometimes the Lord then says, you do something. That's when the stepping out comes. So we're going to read this passage very quickly. 1 Kings 16, 29-30. to 30. In the 38th year of Asa, king of Judah, Asa was a good king, Ahab, son of Omri, became king of Israel, and he reigned in Samaria, over Israel 22 years. It's quite a while, isn't it? It's almost a quarter of how long this, this place has been a church. Ahab, son of Omri, did more evil in the eyes of the Lord than any of those before him. So that's our context. We've got the king Ahab who's done evil. He's, he's worshipping false gods and he's bringing that onto the people of Israel at the time. He's doing um, bad stuff. And into this mix steps a man called Elijah. Now, we're going to read some great things about this man called Elijah, but let me just share one thing. Elijah, although he's called to be a prophet of God, although he's called to speak out on behalf of God, he's no more important than you and me. He's got no more special powers or abilities than you and me, because as you and I just step into all that God wants for you and I as individuals and families, that's all we are. The Bible says about Elijah, he was a man with a nature like you and I. That brings me comfort, because I don't feel like a superhero, but that's not what God wants. God wants ordinary men and women to do extraordinary things because they step up to the plate. Now, Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next years except at my word. So because of the, the evil surrounding, because of bad ways, he's saying there's going to be a drought. We know that drought's going to last about three and a half years. And commentators think we're about sort of six months to a year into that drought season. So when there's no drought, crops fail, water's scarce. A time of scarcity, if you like, a time of recession. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. 
Leave here. Turn eastward and hide in the Kerith Ravine, east of Jordan. You will drink from the brook, and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. There's the word of the Lord coming to Elijah for him personally, saying, Elijah, I have provision for you. I have provision for you. He's stepping up. He's taking responsibility. He's spoken to the king. He said, now I've got provision for you. So verse 5 says, so he did. He stepped out. He obeyed the Lord. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Kenneth Ravine, east of the Jordan, and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Wow, that sounds like great food, doesn't it? Okay, different, different servants serving the food, but, you know, great, you know, meat and bread and, and water. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Are you ever in a situation where your source of provision dries up? Never look to, the, to what you think is the source. Our source is always God. It's always God. There are different channels of provision. Different channels. We've seen that in the life of the church. We've seen that as a family. Different channels of blessing. But God is always the source. Always look to God. If you're finding in your situation that the channel of maybe financial um, or provision in life is drying up, look to Jesus. Look to God. Say, God, what's next? He provided for uh, Elijah through the ravens, through the brook, and now he's got another plan. Then the word of the Lord came to him, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply, for food, supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. He hears the Lord and he obeys. He steps up, he steps out. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? He's asking a big thing. Would you bring me that very thing that's scarce in the land at the moment, where we haven't got much water, would you bring me some of that right now? As she was going to get it, he called, also, bring me a piece of bread and, and, bring me some piece of bread as well. She replied, as surely the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. She's preparing her last meal, her last supper. Her hope is gone. She hasn't got any food in the cupboard like you and I, no water to drink. She's doing what she's, she's stepping out. She's just going to prepare her last, message, her last um, meal. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as, you're, as you have said. But first, everyone say first. But first, feed yourself. But first, take yourself a drink of water. No? But first, make a small loaf of bread for me. From what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. Is Elijah being selfish right now? No. He's doing, because God has put a word in his heart. He's taking responsibility for this family situation. And he's stepping out. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. The jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. He's saying, if you do this, if you step out and do what the Lord is saying, not what I'm saying, what the Lord's saying, then you will have sufficient. There will be a miracle in your life. Did she do it? 
she went away and did as Elijah had told her. This woman, who was not um, a worshipper of the God of Israel, our God, she did as Elijah had said. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. Can I just pause there and just say this? Feeding of the 5,000, which is probably fifteen to 20,000 people, maybe more. When did the miracle happen? The loaves and the bread, they were broken and distributed. It was as it was broken, as it was given out. As people, as the disciples stepped out to give, the miracle happened. As the, as the widow stepped out and not just heard the word of the Lord, but obeyed it, that's when the miracle happened. And that's the thing that you and I don't like, if we're honest. You know, I don't like that. But maybe in your workplace, in your family situation, your, in, your, in your community place, God is asking you to step up, to take responsibility, but also to step out, to obey him. How that, how's that going to happen? I might look a bit silly. I might look a bit crazy. But God is asking you to step out, to step out, just to obey what God is saying. This is good. This is good news, isn't it? <clears throat> the next part of the chapter doesn't sound like it's good news. The Lord heard Elijah's cry. And the, sorry, um, give, can we go back one, please? Sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. He grew worse and worse and finally stopped breathing. So now we have the, the widow's son, only son, the person that could eventually take care of her, has now died. But God, you said you were going to provide for me until there's water. You said you were going to look after me. Where's God in this challenging time? Church, we will have challenging times. You will have challenging times. We've probably all had challenging times. Don't blame God. God sees it. God has the, the ability to cause a turnaround in that challenging time. Did God not know that this boy was ill? Ill unto death? It wasn't suddenly... I'm sure it wasn't suddenly a, 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 a cough and a cold that went worse. It was probably a disease he was carrying for a long time, unknown. And suddenly he dies. Verse 18. She said to Elijah, the widow, What do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? Give me your son, Elijah replied. He took him from her arms, carried him to the upper room where he was staying, and laid him on his bed. Then he cried out to the Lord. You know, church, part of us for taking responsibility is telling God how we're feeling. It's crying out to God in prayer. It's saying, God, I see this situation and it's not right. There's injustice. Or God, I really need a breakthrough in this situation. Would you help? God hears the prayer. But we need to take responsibility to step up and say, God, would you do something? Would you do something? Some of us are great doers but not great prayers, prayers. God calls everyone who has a relationship with him just to say, God, would you do something on my behalf? Would you become a great prayer? He cried out to the Lord, Lord my God, have you brought tragedy on this widow I'm staying with by causing her son to die? Then he stepped out. He stretched himself out on the boy three times and cried out to the Lord, Lord my God, let this boy's life return to him. Then the Lord heard Elijah's cry and the boy's life returned to him and he lived. But put yourself in Elijah's shoe. 
He sees this travesty. He sees his son die. He's probably thinking, oh God, you said that you're going to provide for them. Didn't just say the widow, for them. And now this has happened. I'm going to do something in it. I'm going to step out. Church, sometimes God gives you the first step, the first thing. Sometimes you don't know what to do. Just do something. Just say, God, you put this on my heart to do something. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to step out in faith. Do something. Do something. The Lord heard Elijah's cry and the boy's life returned to him and he lived. Elijah picked up the child and carried him down from the room into the house. He gave him to his mother and said, look, your son is alive. Then the woman said to Elijah, now I know that you are a man of God and the word of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. That is what God wants to do in your life, church, and my life. That the people that we, in our world, our personal world, our friends and our families that don't know Jesus Christ, that aren't yet Christians, we can make a difference as we step up in prayer and step out in obedience. And we can see them come to faith like that widow did. Isn't that amazing? Now I know that the word of God in your mouth is the truth. Now I know that the word of God in your mouth is the truth. Now I know that this passion you have for seeing justice is born through God. Because of all that your life. Our lives are like letters. People don't read our words, they read our lifestyles. As we commit to stepping up into prayer and stepping out into obedience. So just to conclude, faith needs you too. What can you do? Number one, step up. That's take responsibility. Sometimes that niggle you have isn't for someone else to do something. It's God saying, it's time for you to rise up. Yes, we need to take wisdom. We need to ask people about that, people that care for us, etc. But maybe God's preparing you to take up. And maybe it can be quite quick. Sometimes we think we need to go to Bible college and everything, which is all good stuff. But sometimes God's got you to prepare you to do something now. And actually, God wants to do stuff outside the church walls. It's not about, this isn't, kingdom of God is about Monday to Sunday. It's not just about Sunday. It's about what happens tomorrow morning in your workplace. It's about what happens uh, in your world tomorrow morning. We need to step up, take responsibility. What does that look like? Come on, church. We need to be praying like we've never prayed before. Don't we? But I'm not a very good prayer. Just tell God from one heart to another heart, God, I'm feeling like this today. It can be as raw as that. You don't need fine words. You know, we thank God for the prayers in this. Sometimes we, we go to people like Anne and say, would you pray for me? And what we're doing, we're translating our faith into Anne's faith. And Anne will pray for you. But God wants you to step up. He wants you to take responsibility for the injustice that you see or the things he's calling you to. For the, your unsafe family and friends, you step up. Rather than saying, Anne, will you pray for me? Do that as well. But you take in the quiet place. In the private place where no one sees, no one's here. You can be raw with God. God, I don't know what to say right now, but do something. God sees the heart and God sees your heart. And God wants you to step up and take responsibility. It begins with you. Turn to the person next to you and say, it begins with you. Can I say, that's sometimes the hard bit because you carry a burden. But this next bit can also be the hard bit. We need to step out. That's our response. What are we going to do? We've committed to the God and God's nudging us and niggling us and we know, if we're really honest, 
that it's us that God wants to do something about the situation. But what can I do? What can I do? Whatever the Lord says, do it. That's what Mary said to uh, the servers at the, the first, at, the, at the wedding where Jesus turned the water into wine. Whatever he says, my time has not yet come, Jesus said. But Mary said, whatever he says, do it. And because they obeyed him and stepped out and filled these big wine jugs with water, it turned into be the finest wine at that feast. What is God saying to you? What is God saying to you? And that's all we can do. What is God saying to us? I dare to believe, church, that our next 80 years can be our best. You might think, well, I may not be around the next 80 years. I'm <laughs> we're building for the future. Yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> but we're building for the future. It's a selfish attitude that says, well, I may not be around, so I'm not going to. Come on. We're building for the future. Everything we do in faith now, I'm not just talking about these four walls, but in your world, in your workplaces, your witness for the Lord, you're praying for the Lord. Everything we do is laying a foundation of faith for the future. That people living in this locality, locally, nationally and internationally, will come to faith in Jesus Christ. We want to see families that are on the brink of splitting up and divorce, find peace and reconciliation. Why? Because someone dared to step out. To step up and step out. To take responsibility for that. What is God saying to you? We're going to take up a vision offering. We're going to share more about it in a few moments. All we're saying about that is what is God asking you as an individual family to do? You will never hear us pressurize you because we firmly believe in what um, 2 Corinthians 9 says is never give under obligation or compulsion because God loves a hilarious giver. So we just take responsibility and say, God, what are you asking me to do? And I'll do it. But more than money, this offering is not about money. It's not about a future building. It's all about faith. And I dare to believe God put this, this sermon series on my heart because I dare to believe, and God wants even more than me, that we'll be a people that rise up in faith and there'll be stories, literally stories, about what God is doing in your world. Maybe on your university campus, in your workplace, in your home. God wants you to make a difference. If we're honest, sometimes we, we get bored with life, don't we? Because we're not stepping up and stepping out. God has, has wired us to live with dependent on him. That's a scary place. When it's comfortable, as we are often in the West, we don't need much in terms of food in the cupboard sometimes. We don't need much in terms of we can turn the tap on, we've got hot and cold running water. We don't need much. And that's a place where sometimes we become self-sufficient and we don't step out and rely on God. But I dare to believe that we can be a church where we can reach out. God wants you to rise, to rise. doesn't matter where you're at in God. Today, God is saying, rise up in faith. Rise up in faith. It's about action. We've got this tension between people of action and people of prayer, people of faith. But James writes, I'll show you my faith by my works. Let's be people of faith and people of action. Amen. I'm just going to pray. Why don't you stand to your feet this morning? We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, 
visit our website at www.life-cc.org.